Hi, my name is Rita Trotter, founder of The Health and Fitness Coach. Welcome to The Health Collective Podcast, where we talk everything body, business, balance and being for busy women looking to take control of their health, weight and body for good. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Health Collective Podcast. Let's just check that everything is working today. My technology, I've got a little bit of new technology, and it's always fun when you're trying to balance it, right? So today we are going to talk about your body and how it moves and how it works and knowing what exercise to do for you to actually achieve the results that you want. Because there's so many different exercises, right? There's probably you've heard of cardio. Most people have heard of cardio. Most people have heard of some sort of resistance training, weight training, something like that. But there's all sorts of ways of doing it, right? There's machines, there's free weights, there's going for a jog or a cycle outside, there's classes, there's so many different nuances that sometimes it's hard to know where to start. So the first thing that I am going to say is that when it comes to exercise, 2% a week is always best. 2% every week just build slowly, slowly, slowly. If your starting point right now is you have done zero exercise for four years and you've been sat on a sofa watching Netflix for most of that, then probably going straight into six days a week of weight training, not really the 2% we're looking for. For you, if, if you've been doing sort of pretty much zero for quite a long time, then the best thing we can do is just get up and walk. That's it, right? If we went for three 30-minute walks this week and we did nothing last week, is that already an improvement? I would say yes. So that's the first thing is, is just recognizing where your starting point is and understanding that incremental improvements make huge changes. If you're already going to the gym three times a week and you want to progress and maybe that progression is you add 15 minutes to each session. Maybe that progression is you up your weights for each session. Maybe the progression is you add a fourth session in. So it's entirely dependent on, first of all, where you're at. Second thing that I'd like to point out is that there are different sort of different reasons that we do exercise as a, I suppose, encapsulated session. So whether that's um, going to the gym, whether it's doing a session with me, whether it's um, going for a swim, whatever it might be, those are what we would call sort of exercise sessions. And there's also, which is far more important, by the way, something that we call NEAT. Now, NEAT, if we break the acronym down, N-E-A-T is non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is a lot of poncy words that you don't need to understand. What it means is moving. That's it. Fidgeting, walking, up and down the stairs, getting dressed, cooking, cleaning. These are all activities that you do that essentially burn calories, but also tell your body that you're in a fit, healthy state and you're moving. So if we take our brains back to, let's say, 2000 years ago, right? And we have to understand that our brains have not evolved. They've evolved in some ways, but in other ways, unfortunately, they're still stuck in the dark ages. And this is one of them. 
So if we are sedentary for a really long period of time, so let's say your job is you're at the desk, right? So your job is pretty much uh, desk bound, you're not moving. What this tells your brain, oh my goodness, Rita's not moving. She's not moving. She's sick. Because if you think about 2000 years ago, the only reason we would not move for eight hours was not even sleep. We didn't even sleep for that long. The only reason would be if we would die, 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 that is not a word in dire straits. If we were sick, if we were ill, if we had a disease, that would be the only reason we wouldn't move. So that's the brain's interpretation still. Oh, my goodness. She hasn't moved for eight hours. She must be ill. If we're thinking 2000 years ago in the hot desert, she's sick. We don't know where the next meal's coming from. We don't know where the next liquid's coming from. What is your body going to do? Is it going to go, yes, let's burn all the body fat that she's got? Or is your brain going to go, no, she's sick. We don't know where the next lot of food's coming from. We're going to store body fat. What's it going to do, right? So moving on a daily basis is so important to both fat loss, but also just general health. Because if you don't move, you can do five highly intensive exercise sessions in a week. It's not going to see the results that you want. The reason being is, oh, my God, what does our brain do? She's sick. Now she's got a heart rate really, really high for like a random one hour. What's going on? She's being chased by a bear. <laughs> That's where it goes. It goes, oh, my goodness, she's, she's really ill. And now she's highly out of nowhere, actively intense for like this 60 minutes. That doesn't make sense. The only logical explanation to our unevolved brain is she must be in danger. There is a problem. She has, she's being attacked. She's being chased. Something's happening. And again, in that mode, holy crap, the adrenaline surging. There must be a bear or a tiger or someone else trying to chase her. Again, what's our body going to do? Is it going to go, yeah, let's get rid of all of the body fat, which is your energy store. Or is it going to go, let's hold on to it? It's going to go, let's hold on to it. So if we're completely sedentary and then we do highly intensive exercise and then nothing again, and then highly intensive exercise, we're telling our body, well, our brain, the wrong message. It will not have the effect you want. Yes, you will burn calories in those sessions that you're doing, but in between your metabolic rate will plummet because your body will slow it down purposefully to store the body fat. So first of all, we need to understand 2% better. What's your starting point? Just be 2% better and increase each week. Second thing to understand is that exercise sessions are important, but moving is even more important if you want your body to actually release the body fat stores that it's holding onto rather than slowing the metabolism down and storing it. Third thing to understand is that 10,000 steps is an arbitrary number created by the government because the government figured that 10,000 steps was reasonable to expect the British population to do. If you're watching this in the States or another country, as I know some of you are, it will be different. Every country has got a different, in the same way that Japan says eat seven portions of fruit and veg and the UK says five. It's about essentially saying, what can we expect the population of our country to do realistically? So one thing that we do know, however, although that 
10,000 steps is slightly arbitrary. Every study across the board shows that any less than 5,000 steps a day, and essentially your body goes into that state that we just spoke about, where we said that it's going to store body fat, it's going to massively slow the metabolism, and it's going to have huge detrimental effects on your health, as well as your ability to lose weight. So we need to understand that 5,000 steps is a minimum that we want to be doing. However, again, you've got to take this with a pinch of salt. First of all, where's your starting point? If you're doing a thousand steps a day, saying, right, I'm going to go from a thousand to five thousand, it's quite a leap. However, if we said, all right, each week I'm going to add on 500, then you're going to relatively swiftly get to that goal. Each week I'm going to add 500 daily steps. Now, 500 daily steps is literally a five minute walk to the end of my road to the other end and back that's it maybe not even that 500 steps is really minimal it's going outside for five to ten minutes maximum so if you think about it if you just took an extra 10 minutes a day you could easily add in that 500 steps every single day so the first thing is all right if i'm nowhere near 5000 that's cool I'm not going to panic. Don't just shoot because when we shoot for too much, we often get fatigued, we get overwhelmed, we miss. So rather than that, start incremental, add 500 a day and very, very quickly, you know, in a matter of weeks, you're going to get to that target. If you're already doing 10,000 steps, cool, do more. (laughs) There's nothing to say that 10,000 steps, let's stop. 10,000 is the minimum that the government can reasonably expect the British population to do. That doesn't mean you can't do more. But there were studies shown they took two groups of people, one who did just 10,000 steps a day and no exercise. The other group did five intense exercise and only, I think it was about 6,000 steps a day. Both groups started at the same sort of weight point. They were looking to lose weight, essentially. And each group, everything else, all the other lifestyle factors, they kept the same. The group who walked 10,000 steps a day lost on average 1.8 pounds a week more than the group who exercised five times a week and only did six, maybe it was five five or 6,000 steps a day. Reason being, first of all, the 10,000 steps a day, their metabolic rate was just working all the time because their body went right. They're continuously moving. This means they're fit. This means they're healthy. This means we want to use calories because we know that they need to expend them and they're going to be getting more. Also, the group that did 10,000 steps a day because they didn't feel like they were pushing the exercise and, you know, beasting out or anything they didn't reward themselves with food whereas over here the people that were doing five highly intensive exercises but only you know five six thousand steps their metabolic rate was lower but also they went i've just worked really really damn hard i'm gonna go and get a burger (laughs) so they were rewarding themselves overtly you could exercise really intensely for 30 minutes and burn 300 calories if you go and have a burger it's 800 calories it's a very very simple mathematical equation there you're going to put on weight or at least not lose as much so finding that balance between exercise and moving is so vitally important you can't have one you know you can't just do the intense exercise and then sit on your sofa for the rest of the week it will have a completely negative cancelling out effect third thing 
to understand about exercise is that cardio and resistance training are both important, but in different weight of importance, depending on your goal. So if I took two clients, I could take two clients that I currently have, one of whom is looking to lose, you know, a good, she still, she had 10 stone to lose. She's now got about five and a half. So she's doing really, really well. We've shed four and a half stone, but we still got a good amount to go. Another client is at her ideal weight. She's lost two and a half stone with me on the program. And now we're looking at how we maintain that and then actually shape the body, build tone, build muscle. Now over here, my client who's still got five and a a bit stone to go, she's not trying to lose weight per se. She's trying to lose body fat. We need to understand that there is a difference. Losing weight could mean losing hair losing a limb you know if you want to shed a few pounds cut your arm off right (laughs) losing weight encompasses your entire body that's not what most of us want to do most of us want to shift body fat now both of these clients want to shift fat we've got over here we've got one who wants to shift it in terms of losing it she wants to lose five stone of fat the other client who's at her ideal weight wants to shift the fat, but she doesn't want to lose it because she's at the right weight. If she loses fat, she loses weight. What she wants to do is convert the fat into muscle. So one wants to lose fat and one wants to convert fat, but they both want to essentially have less fat content in their body, but they need to do different things to achieve that. So the, the lady who's looking to still lose five and a half stone of body fat she needs to do mainly what a lot of people and I'm going to put my hands up and say a lot of PTs hate to say that people should do which is something called LIS which is low intensity steady state cardio you've probably all heard of HIT, and HIT is where you do massive intensity and then there's a 30 second rest, massive intensity, 30 second rest, you know, whereas LIS is you get your heart rate, let's say your natural resting heart rate is, I don't know, 120 or something. You want to get it up to 160 and then just keep it there or 150 and then you just keep it there and you want to do that for a minimum 45 minutes to an hour. If you do that, your body starts to access body fat as fuel it burns a really decent amount of calories and the majority of those calories come from body fat so that could be anything like an hour of jogging an hour on the cross trainer an hour on a bike uh, an hour of swimming um, an hour of an aerobics class an hour of zumba an hour of salsa any of these kind of activities where your heart rate goes up and you could probably you can judge that you're at the right heart rate by if you could say Rita I'm working hard but you wouldn't really be able to talk much more than that that's going to give you a good judgment that you are at the right state 
if you couldn't say a single word without passing out, your heart rate's too high. And if you can speak for hours, then your heart rate's too low. So if you can say about a sentence at a time, that means you're in a good state of heart rate. And then you just want to keep it there. So we're not saying do it for a bit and take a rest, do it for a bit and take a rest. It needs to be continuous. Your heart rate needs to stay elevated that whole time. If you do it for 45 to 60 minutes, it burns a great amount of calories and it takes it from body fat. So that is what she is focusing on. Now, low intensity steady state got a really bad rep in like the sort of 90s when people were doing it you know you you heard this you you will have heard pt say don't do hours on the treadmill kind of thing you would have heard that yes to an extent but the reason this started this whole like let's hate cardio thing started is because Back in the 90s, you would have a lot of women who what I would, the technical, not technical term is skinny fat. So they were, let's say, size eight, size 10. They didn't need to necessarily lose weight, but their entire size eight, size 10 frame was built of fat. So in terms of a BMI, they were healthy. In terms of body fat content, they were obese. And they would, you know, you know, the kind of women in the 90s, you know, the skirts and the backpack and the trainers, and they'd go to work in their trainers and they go into their heels and then they get on the cardio and, you know, listen to, I don't know, Olivia Newton-John whilst doing an hour on the treadmill, you know, this kind of image, right? They would do this and it would have no effect. Why? Because these women weren't trying to lose weight. They were trying to, they weren't trying to lose fat. They were trying to convert fat, but they didn't know that. So to lose fat, we want to do steady state cardio. If they were at their ideal weight, they're then not trying to lose fat. They're doing an exercise that's trying to lose fat. But what they needed to do was convert fat into muscle. And spending an hour on a treadmill does not build muscle. So they were doing completely the wrong thing. For them, they were at what we would call the maintenance stage of weight, but they had too much fat, so it needed to be converted. For that, you then need something like resistance training. You need heavy weights. You need to, what most women use the word tone, and most women then can't tell me really what that means. Tone is not a technical term. Tone is not something that would be in any sort of personal training or exercise dictionary. It is a term that has become ubiquitous for shape, right? Now, shape comes from vibration, okay? So if you look at a muscle, if you can see. So if you look at a muscle, it's a bit difficult in this background, isn't it? I clearly need to get more tan on me. Okay, so you look at a muscle shape here. Now, you're going to get, when you do, if you go to a gym, pick up a weight, and you do it, yeah, I'm doing a bicep curl, right? You're going to see, you're going to see your bicep. What most women mean by tone is that you can see this shape all year round. So you can see shape in terms of the body constantly, not just when you're working out. To create that shape, your muscles need to be vibrating. So muscles are made of millions and millions of strings and those strings need to vibrate. That vibration is what causes the shape. So they're essentially on all the time. For that to happen, you need to progressively overload with weight. I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, someone, someone who looks ridiculously phenomenal, you know, amazing in their figure. I'm sure there are a few steroids involved, but we won't talk about that 
someone asked him in an interview, how do you keep that phenomenal figure? And he said, every day I push against massive resistance. That was it. And it's true. To create tone, to create body shape, you need to push against resistance. Now, that doesn't mean going into a weights room. If you find them intimidating, you don't like them, that's cool. Don't do it. There's loads of different ways to do it. Your body is resistance. If you do a press up, your arms, your chest, your triceps are taking the weight of your body. That's resistance. If you do a squat, your legs are taking the entire weight of your body. That's resistance. Get some dumbbells at home and have them at home. Massive eight pint milk cartons, fill them with sand. You've got weights right there. And weight training is highly important for two things. One, when you get to your ideal body weight, converting fat into muscle so that you can create definition, um, tone and shape. But two, muscle burns more calories than fat. So if you had two people who both weighed 10 stone, one is 10 stone of muscle, one is 10 stone of fat, the 10 stone of muscle is going to need probably three times more calories just to stay the same weight as the one made of fat, right? Hey, Michael Phelps, we all remember Michael Phelps, probably the greatest Olympian swimmer of all time. At his peak, he's Oh, around six foot three, something like that. Don't quote me on it. I could be wrong. But at his peak where he had like six Olympic gold medals or something like that, he was pretty much all muscle. He had about 6% body fat. He needed 11,000 calories a day just to remain the same weight. Like think about that. Six and a bit foot of just pure muscle, 11,000 calories. You could take another man, six and a bit foot of just pure fat. He'd probably need like 19 to two, 1,900 to 2,000 calories a day. Completely different numbers. So muscle is really important because it burns calories whilst you do nothing. You sit, if you're purely made of muscle, you are burning a lot of calories. So muscle is really, really important. But so many women who have got loads and loads of body fat to lose keep getting told by trainers, go and lift weights. Yes, to an extent, it creates a much longer term benefit. You want to have muscle. It creates tone and shape. Yes. But if you've got three inches of body fat around your body, doesn't matter how much muscle you have, you are not going to be toned because you cannot see it. The body fat is hiding the muscle. The exercise that you're doing in terms of weight training is burning far fewer calories as well. And it's great for toning and shaping and long term. And for me, yes, I go and lift weights. That's what I do. But I'm not looking to lose lots of stone of body fat. And the reason that people keep being told this is because they're being told it by people who believe that to be correct, because they are at their ideal body weight. So, yes, it's very effective to do weight training, but only when you're at the right stage. If anyone tells you, that doing low intensity steady state cardio is not going to help. If you've got a couple of stone or more of body fat to lose, please don't listen because that's what you should be doing. But the thing is, weight training and HIIT training is far more sellable. If you go to a personal trainer, they're going to want to make you do all of these different things rather than just saying, right, you've paid me for an hour 
just get on the treadmill and watch, right? That's not going to make them money. A personal trainer just sitting there going, cool, you've got 40 minutes left. Cool, you've got 30 minutes left on a treadmill or an exercise bike or a rowing machine. That's not making them money. Also, a hit class is far more sellable than a low intensity steady state. If you do hit, you're jumping, you're up and down, you're sprinting, you're jogging, you're stars and all sorts of things. It's a thing that's easy to sell. Going to a class and then being told, right, jog for an hour. No one's going to pay for that. So, yes, weight training is really, really effective. Yes, it's what I do. When I had five stone of body fat to lose, it is not what I did. What I did was low intensity, steady state. I did a combination of Zumba, Salsa and running. That was it. I lost the body fat. And then when I maybe had about a stone of fat to go, I started really pushing weight and started converting fat into muscle as well as losing the last little bits that I wanted to. So overall, the points I wanted to get across today are please move. Just doing intense exercise and then sitting for eight hours a day is having a massive counter effect on your efforts. So if you're going to the gym like five times a week and going, I'm really, really working out and I'm not seeing the results I want, there's a reason. The rest of your life isn't congruent with it. Second of all, minimum of 5,000 steps, but please, where your starting point is, is where you should start. If you've been sat on the sofa for years, just go for a walk. That's it. Don't go and try and do six days a week because you'll burn out. You'll be overwhelmed. It won't happen. Just go for a walk. If you're doing 2,000 steps a day, cool, let's try two and a half. Don't just jump to five. 10,000 steps is great. It is still an arbitrary number. So if you're doing 10, please up it again. And then last of all, it depends what your goal is. If your goal is still to lose body fat, please focus on lists. If your goal is to maintain the weight but convert body fat, start doing things like HIT and weight training, much more effective for what your goals are. If you've got any questions, if you want any more information on any of what I've talked about today, or if you want to you know, talk about any of the sort of programs that I do, I'm currently running my December for free offer. So anyone that signs up now for any of my programs gets December for free. Free. So basically, it's a win-win. You still get your entire program in the new year, plus you get December on the house. So it's the best way to do it. So shoot me a message, go to the featured tabs and, and click the link to book in a discovery call if you just want to get on the phone. But the first thing that we do is we just have a really quick 10-minute chat. Just find out where you're at, what it is that you're looking to achieve and see if you know we could be a good fit um, you know, to have a consultation and move forward. If you need any help, if you want to ask any questions, shoot me a message um, on Facebook or you can send me an email Rita at thehealthandfitnesscoach.co.uk all right it was awesome talking to you today have an amazing rest of your Wednesday I hope you enjoyed today's episode if you need any more information help or advice or would like to book in a free discovery call to discuss your health weight and body shape goals and the best way to get you there head to www.thehealthandfitnesscoach.com for more information and links to our social media or message us at plus four four seven seven six nine six nine zero six seven nine or email us at rita r-i-t-a at thehealthandfitnesscoach.co.uk 
Thank you for listening. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode. In the meantime, live, love and learn.